Hello and welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie podcast that breaks out a movie franchise one movie at a time. We are currently doing the Smoking the Bandit franchise as we're going to be talking about Smoking the Bandit 2. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with the man that picked the franchise one, Ricky Marcelli. Why did it switch to like the Naked Gun Bandit movie for this one? I'm so confused. Yeah, and the doc of the of the group, the yes, 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 the, yes. The, the, the oh, he's here for some reason. Juan Keith Swetland. so good, <laughs> loved it. As as I said <laughs> on the last show, I was going to give you guys all trucker names, and then once I started watching this movie, that went out the window. <laughs> I'll Not, be uh, the the no um. Bonjourno, I'll be Bonjourno. So your doc got it. Yeah, <laughs> as I, what I labeled you already. <laughs> um, hey, I'm uh, dealing with elephants over here. <laughs> hey, I'm a gynecologist. Oh, I know how to do elephants. Oh, <laughs> so uh, smoking the bandit two came out August fifteenth, night in nineteen eighty, three years after the original one. Um, PG again. Um, one hour, 40 minutes directed again by how need Needham. Um, stars again, but Reynolds, Jackie Gleason, Jay Reed, Sally field. And it has Dom Delores in this one. <laughs> Dom Delores. Dom Delores. That's what I want to say there. Uh, he's in, <laughs> he's in a movie called Munchie and it's really bad. Wow. He voices a, like a puppeteer, and it's like one of the things. Pull. Like, yeah. Well, I just watched it on the um, Mystery Science Theater ones. Oh, but puppeteer! Just I just rudely cut you off. Sorry, <laughs> it was so rude. Yeah, that's fine. That's rude. No, typical Keith. I know. Anyways, but you, I had to get. I've got to get this shout out for all the the fake movie experts out there. I'll try to do a little movie recommendation for all the cool kids out there listening. The puppet thing reminded me of. Uh, to watch Mad God. It's this uh, stop motion movie made by the guy who did like the art director, I think was his title for like, what did he do? Jurassic Park and Star Wars. But he like spent years making this just like, like movie that no one will ever see. And it's just this beautiful sort of stop motion animation movie. It's really kind of like gruesome and weird and crazy. It's yeah. Anyways, Mad God. That's my Mad recommendation. God. About to go mad, God. Yeah. What did you guys think of Smoking the Bandit 2? It was a movie. I Once I got over like the shocking change of tone from the first one and just like went, oh, so it's a shit movie, but it's like a stupidly kind of fun at times shit movie. I enjoyed it a bit more. It's not good, but I still kind of enjoyed myself in the end. I thought it was very watchable. <laughs> it was like the movie like flowed all right. And like the I actually and I enjoyed the stupid comedy. Like it it like tickled me. It tickled me. I enjoyed it. Like the when they open up the ambulance doors and he's like got his big old hoagie and a cup of wine that he sets next to the patient. Like that got me. I got a pop out of me. That was hilarious. But like Largely, movies certainly didn't need to exist by any measure. Like, 
that didn't need to be made. It had a spectacular set piece at the end. Dude, that fucking... It was wa- it was watchable. Um, I'd say I told you both. I was um, I'm like I watch uh, I like I watched a movie today, and and I'm like I wanted to tap after fifteen. It just <laughs> Rick has like the police academy joke type, you know, what he just said, like how that's what they kind of went with, and I'm like they kind of did, and it I don't know, it just from just watching the original and then seeing what they're doing with Burt Reynolds and this one, I'm like that from what the first one shows off and portrays, this is totally not what should be doing. The second one, you know, he's a lovable guy. Everybody loves the bandit. And then in this one, everybody hates me. You know, he got cocky and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, eh, I didn't like it. Part of the problem of having a stuntman, direct is that a stuntman's not a writer <laughs> it's like it's a they had to they had to escalate the problems a little bit and the way they chose that was he got they like broke up and he has a weird ego problem like that see like i could buy the ego problem like i don't have a problem with that because i mean he's a cocky son of a bitch and he got like a huge <laughs> like hit of celebrity so like him falling into that made sense to me it's just like I don't know. They kind of destroyed the frog character. Like her going back to the fucking sheriff's junior son made yeah. no sense. I, I think and it was literally just to set up a joke. Like, <laughs> well, it was the only way to like make sure you got Sheriff T. Buford. Yeah. <laughs> Buford T. Justice back into the film was going through that. And I don't know. It just. They ruined her character. Snowman was great in this film, though. Like, he was still, like, who he was supposed to be. To me, this was more a Snowman movie than Bandit. It was. It was very much more a Jerry Reed movie. And there wasn't, like, cool driving. They weren't, like, trashing cop cars all over the States. It was just kind of... It was more, like, drama, comedy, romance than it was, like, a sweet action film which was kind of a bummer yeah it to me it kind of went away from what the original was you know what the original movie is about of trucking you know we had more truck trucking lingo this that in the first one and this one it's we let's do more drama on the outside of driving instead of within the driving you know we're new you know we'll have an elephant in this movie and you know, that's the, you know, instead of beer this time, it's an elephant. Um, and the elephant, for some reason, just like easily listens to fucking the band the whole time. Yeah. But yeah, it's let's get into it. So, Rick, give us the plot to Smoking the Bandit 2. Boys, girls, non-binary and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading of the plot to Smoking the Bandit 2. The bandit is down on his luck. His shot in the music world has failed. He's lost Frog, and he's just looking to catch catch a hint of the celebrity he once had. Lucky for him, Big Enos has brought a job to the to Cletus the Snowman to move an elephant from Miami to Texas for the GOP. <laughs> Help get Bandit back into shape. Snowman brings Frog back into the picture, which also unfortunately brings Sheriff Buford T. Justice back into the picture, and his extended family 
Can the crew get this job done for 400k in time? Can Bandit win Frog back? Do you think that elephant gave Bandit a hand job? Where can I get that fucking Trans Am Bandit jacket? Find out all this and more in Smokey and the Bandit 2. Can I uh, first say, it's three years apart from each movie, and I told Keith this in text. I'm like, didn't Burt Reynolds look Burt Reynolds look more like Burt Reynolds that we knew knew of growing <laughs> up than he did that what we were talking about from three years ago? Yeah, he looked he like he had lived a hard life. He went from a 10 to an 8. <laughs> yeah. Is that thing of, uh, like Keith said, that booze thing might be, uh, <laughs> was real. I mean, there's also like the off chance that they had done it on purpose to yeah. fit the narrative. I'm not going to give them that type of, uh, like thought Stop process <laughs> to believe that they pulled that off. But I mean, it, it works for the film that they'd set up that he has mm-hmm. like fallen down on his luck and he's a booze hound now. So he looks really rough. Yeah. Um, after I'll just bring this up because we talked about how after critics panned the film and his work as director, Hal Needham took out a full page in variety depicting himself sitting on a wheelbarrow full of cash. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's kind of a like <laughs> fuck you bitches. The movie sucked, but I'm rich, so go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean Yeah. Um Sullyfield had the movie right in the scene of them breaking up. Um <laughs> Because she was really going to be start breaking up with Burt Reynolds at the time in real life. So I mean, you could feel it. The sexual tension in this movie was way was worse. <laughs> yeah. The whole that whole plot, like I, I I was thinking it and it showed up in the Roger Ebert review, so I feel really cool about it. But the, them being broken up was so unnecessary and boring. Like they could have just mm-hmm. been together. And it would have been fine. It would have worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it kind of been... that classic thing we always talk about with sequels where it's like you try and reenact something <laughs> from the first film of like getting people back together for like you caused like a barrier that was in the first film to come back that didn't yeah. need to come back from the first film. Yeah. It's like in the first movie, we you caught the connection between Sally Field and Burt Reynolds like right away. Oh, within and, one, and, the first glance. First <laughs> glance. And then in this one, it's like they despise each other the entire movie. Yeah. And there's none of that little like spark. Burt Reynolds wants like, to murder a baby elephant. <laughs> yeah. One wants to murder a baby elephant just to get the, the $400,000. But again, with the sequel stuff, it's kind of those things of, you know, Everyone, so when people do a sequel, it's hey, how can we make it the way? How can we kind of tweak it to be like the first movie all over again, but in a different way? Like, you know, we make the jokes, Hangover, Taken, Back to the Future, all those sequels are just the same first plot in the movie, plot of the first movie, just they tweak it in some fashion to make it different. This is the same. That's the same way for this movie of, uh, hey, we need the bandit, but this time the bandit's a drunk who they make the comedy noises when he stumbles or falls or gets groped by an elephant. Yeah. Okay, I got it. The elephant backflip <laughs> bit was hilarious. I loved oh, it. Oh, dude, it was so fucking good. But it's not the right tone for these movies. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I laughed um, a lot during this. <laughs> <laughs> I I pop, I popped 
pretty hard in the scene where uh, Gleason's talking with the son, driving. The son talks about how he's going to be, he won't leave his won't leave his parents because they're going to need his help. And he's like, "Don't you dare put that threat, you know? Don't you dare!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. The zipper thing, I like the zipper joke. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you dare embarrass me like that again. <laughs> yeah. Don't you ever threaten me like that. I I popped pretty hard when he said, "I'm I'm never going to leave you." Don't you threaten me like that. Dude, his son is just so goddamn dumb. Yeah, they went a little crazy. They went a little far. They went a little far with it. It had the, the like the the Tropic Thunder joke kind of with him. <laughs> yeah, you never go full, but yeah. it's like I need you to get out of the car- when the car's hanging above the bridge. First off, dude, that's dicks, that, dicks that, that like one made head, me pop. Head head, it goes down. Tells it goes higher, and then it goes <laughs> higher, and then like he's like, "Get out, I, Daddy! I can't get out." Okay, whoa. <laughs> And like you could, oh god, the fucking edit. Like I don't know if it's just because this movie got upresed and you could see everything so clearly. But like, there's so many moments in this film where, like, okay, that's clearly a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> or like in the final scene where they split a car in half, and you can clearly see the pull cable on the car to pull it along, and the extra yeah. wheel under it to keep it upright. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> It, it's it's like when when whenever we do the Superman movies, you're gonna see the the sh- the line pulling them through the building or something. You're like, oh, there's the string. So there's gonna be a lot of that. Um, another thing with this movie is Jackie Gleason played three characters: yeah, Sheriff did. Buford T. Justice, Gaylord Justice, and Reginald Van Justice. Dude, fucking Gaylord Justice! Wow, a joke you would definitely not get away with nowadays. <laughs> Um, I want to say, oh, uh, brief appearances. Reginald Van Justice was a reference to Reginald Van Gleason the third, a character he played throughout his TV career. Um, Jackie Gleason's scenes were filmed first because he was ill and he wanted to finish the movie as soon as possible for him. So that's <laughs> so that's how they did filming of just get all his scenes in and out. But yeah, we it's just like that slapstick wave. We have three different Gleasons, you know, characters in this movie. I th- their introduction of the family was pretty good. Like with the just the goofing on this like goofing on Mounties. That's such a good classic joke. Like the so like the was that the, the Mounties that were doing the weird opera song? Yeah. Yeah, that was that made this movie was very fun. The tone was odd, but like once like well, I agree, once I got like Past the, the sort of like the movie has like this desperate feel where they really, 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 really want to be the first one, but they like don't have all the juice, so they just like put in some slapstick comedy. And a bunch of the yeah. slapstick comedy works. I mean, not all of it, but like having them pop out of the car and sing opera, like poorly lip synced, was really good. <laughs> like, it's what we're saying about like with how in the first one, Bandit is really loved, and in this one, you know, there's the scene of him gonna choke out the gas attendant because he doesn't he's like ah, oh, you can piss off their bandit how yeah, dare you weird. people love me <laughs> you know I mean, bandits still love though i mean whenever they go everywhere there's always groupies being like <laughs> bandit let me blow you he got yeah. famous because he took drove some cores i i don't get how he's so famous i think he's what just famous it? like in the underground because he and it's not just for the driving the cores it's because he was a trash trucker <laughs> yeah trucker yeah mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's, 
don't know. It's just I think watching both movies back to back, you just be you know, just be like, oh, it is very jarring seeing both right? movies back to back because like they're so different yeah. in tone and everything. I mean, I can see why people beloved the first movie and then like the they don't mention the sequel and then why no the one third knows one. this is actually yeah. a franchise. Yeah. <laughs> um we're talking about Bandit 3 cuz I have the the plot for you and Ooh. how this would uh, be the type of movie that if it came out nowadays everyone would be like god Hollywood has no original thoughts look at this fucking drivel they bring out blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Like they like Reynolds came out and said the reason why they did this movie was just because uh cash grab. Well, um, I mean, yeah, you made fucking nine digits in nineteen seventy seven on Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. You're gonna make another fucking movie. <laughs> you beat Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. No, it lost uh, to Star Wars. Oh yeah. It I lost... mean like at the, at the, that weekend yeah. though. At the... It beat Star yeah, Wars week one. weekend. It beat yeah. Star Wars. Overall, <laughs> Star Wars did win, but still yeah. <laughs> Nine digits in 1977 yeah. is fucking insane, especially for yeah. Smokey and the fucking Bandit. There's no way yeah. a Smokey and the Bandit movie makes that makes a billion dollars nowadays. Well, and you, yep. and it's like its cultural impact has lasted. Like I could go out on the sidewalk right now and like start and say some line from that movie, and someone would probably recognize it. Yep. I mean, everyone knows the song. I mean, there's a show fucking named Eastbound. Yeah. Because of fucking. Um. That's yeah. Dude, the and song. They didn't play the, first off, they didn't play the song. They didn't play the new one, though, oh, yeah, new it's the second good. movie. They made a new song. I don't like it. I just the stick new, with the first one. You don't keep the same. I mean, Fast and the Furious doesn't have the same song every single movie. Uh, they kind of do. In some ways, <laughs> they always, they always they do. Yo, don't bring that up. It's emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted the song. Okay. That's... The new one. Was I got my hammer down. Yeah. Get, get to Texas. That song. Well, if I, I keep I was... it on the ground when I put my hammer down, then I'll be Texas bound in a flying. Yeah, that song was great. I, I was straight up listening. To, I just I was just listening to the soundtrack this morning of Smokey One. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I've introduced you to Smoke. I'm so I was so baffled that you guys had never like it. Just seemed like a movie you guys would have seen. So it used <laughs> to be one of those always on TV mm-hmm. type movies. No, no, just never came. Yeah. Uh, Came afoot. A uh, large part of the filming was done at Burt Reynolds Ranch in Jupiter, Florida, as well <laughs> as in north of Palm Beach County in Florida. Imagine how much cocaine is in that compound. <laughs> um, I don't know. Burt Reynolds seems like he's just a, like a booze hound more than anything. <laughs> but it was what the did... 80s at this point. So, What did you guys think of the montage of him outrunning Dude, horses. him out running the horses got me to pop. That was so fucking stupid. Oh, I, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was so expecting good. like the classic, the horses run by, and then here he comes slow behind. But it was the opposite. Like he books it, and I'm like, "Where's the horses?" And then they run by. I'm like, oh, "Okay, you got me on that one." And also, yeah, that like, one got me to pop. He was like getting fit to drive a car. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I just love the part where he was still in his shitty little motel room and like getting ready and he just kept finding booze everywhere. That yeah. was really funny to me. Like the doing sit- the sit-ups and coming up with a beer at one yep. point. That was a good joke. The, like, the whole we- drunk part was annoying, but I liked how he, they came up with 400000 That was kind of a good moment. Dude, 400 k is one and a half million dollars nowadays. That's so funny. <laughs> I, it's that, you know, it's that funny thing that like, we see the... 
the was Enos's or something. Yeah, the Enos. E Enos. By the way, Enos. is that a, is is that a butthole joke? They're just doing like their name. Is that just like a? I think it's just a funny. I think it's just a funny name. We, the bad we guys see, and it sounds like anus. I don't know. <laughs> we see them, but then we never in the very beginning of the movie and like how they're like, all right, we need to get Bandit to do this, and then you never see them again. Like we don't have like the closing like we did in the. Well, first they're one. the whole oh, like they are literally the, like, the first yeah. five yeah. minutes of the movie, which was so bizarre, was <laughs> dude. Fucking just getting bombarded, shit dropped on them was so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> They put they spent some money on this movie. They had like they actually like had the plane drop and stuff. <laughs> Dude, um, I appreciated that the Texas GOP was as shitty as the Texas GOP is nowadays. <laughs> that guy was that guy was funny. <laughs> we gotta get this elephant to Texas for some reason. I <laughs> owe it to the grand old party. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, God I, damn, I could actually picture that type of conversation happening yeah. like fucking <laughs> Abbott just sitting in his office being like, I need an elephant. Fuck women, mm. give me an elephant. It, it's that it's that weird thing. It's like uh, one funny thing for me it was like when they basically kidnap Don Delores and then Dom Delores' partner drives off, but then the the patient that is on the stretcher gets you know bounces out of the ambulance and then Gleason drives by and he's like, looks like he's driving one of those like Japanese new motorcycles or something. If I <laughs> if I wasn't cha on the chase, I would, you know, pull him over for driving the wrong side. Dude, when it had the license plate on the back of the fucking gurney, that made me pop too. It's so <laughs> fucking stupid. The, the jokes were good. I liked his couple line. Like that was the image that like him in the ambulance with a couple line is always my. That's like my image for the movie. Just constantly. <laughs> I mean, as an Italian, I was pretty offended by this character. <laughs> his accent, dude. The fucking Just in and like, out, in and out. <laughs> I'm the fucking most famous gynecologist on an island of like 23 people. Oh, whatever it. he said. What that the was so fuck? Good. Pompeii. <laughs> um. But like it's a yeah, you know, they tried they upped it a lot because in the first one it's just them driving from one you know a, point A to point B back to B to A, and this we actually have like a full on you know roll like derby of crash derby of like let, we're just gonna put semis and cop cars together and we're just gonna run into each other, dude. Fucking Thunderdome. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, no one died though. Everyone got out of their cars yeah. after they were brutally destroyed. That scene that was such a cool shot of all the cars lined up on the hillside. <laughs> yeah. Um. A many many brand new Pontiac Le Man sedan cars decked out as police cars were being shown during the roundup sequence. Uh, a Phoenix car agency declined to deliver the vehicles when it was made aware that they did not include air conditioning. So the Pontiacs recalled the cars and later supplied the production with the cars. So that's how they were able to get all those cars to be used to, you know, uh, roller derby there, everybody. Um, Where was Gaylord from? What was his joke? Like, where uh, was he from? So I know one was from Canada. <laughs> And then let me look. All right, this is gonna be a weird uh search. Was he supposed to be like a like California joke or something? He he, he just seems sort of like a clone of Buford. Yeah, but I feel uh, like he was from oh, hey, somewhere. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm in the smoky fandom. Um 
<laughs> well, that doesn't there's, help me. There's a smoky wiki. <laughs> yeah, there smoky is, media. but they're not. Dude, just that fucking picture of Jackie Gleason dressed up as this gay sheriff <laughs> with his weird, like, sex buddy on the side. So weird. Um, I don't know. It just doesn't say. There was a couple of weird off shots in this movie of just like extras that got me to pop too. Like at that tr- the truck rally at the start, there was like the guy with the beer and the hot dog with his feet up on the rail, and then like the guy standing up and like rubbing his naked belly. I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah, and then like all the people watching the zipper thing go down. Dude, that's extremely yeah. funny looking. <laughs> like, I love the extras in this movie. <laughs> Is it do that one like over overly obese guy with his shirt like rolled up just like watching that scene? Yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> um, the the world record for the longest stunt car jump by a car powered with his own engine at 163 feet was performed for the film. Uh, stuntman Gary Davis jumped a 1974 Dodge Monaco car for the roundup sequence in the movie. Davis unfortunately injured during the stunt, receiving compressed vertebrae for, from hot from hard landing, from a hard landing. Yeah, no fucking shit. Of course that happened. What the fuck were they thinking? Man, that's cool though. <laughs> um, well, is there something else? Um, at least in uh, at least at, at the time when the movie was made, the picture contained one of the biggest car chases in film history. Public say that it involved 60 stuntmen and stunt women, 100 cars, and 18 wheeler trucks. With the secret, with the sequence wasn't concluded. U.S. Uh, $250,000 worth of vehicles have been smashed. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, 1,500 gallons each of both day glow orange paint and cow manure was dropped by the five vintage World War II during the aerial battle sequence. So yeah, they, that's, a, that's a lot of production. <laughs> they use real manure. Yeah, see, that's awesome. That's a, that's an interesting choice. <laughs> they didn't have to. They didn't they have just to. They used like dirt or something. Like, yeah. They didn't have to actually be shit. No, that's... they use real shit. So. <laughs> Damn, yeah, I mean, just unnecessary, but there was a lot I appreciated in it. Like the, the presence of the movie was kind of offensive. Like, why is this here? Why? Like, why is this here? But like all some of the, the some of the gags, the stunts, like there was a lot, there was a lot I appreciated. Uh, the it, road like, hit the '80s comedy role before those '80s comedy yeah. movies came out, which is really bizarre. Yeah, that this was actually like potentially an originator of this style of movie for the '80s. <laughs> Right. Uh, the roller coaster destroyed in the movie is the old Greyhound coaster that was located in Lakewood Fairgrounds in Atlanta, Georgia. It was due to being torn down and rebuilt after being deemed unsafe condition, so the destruction was written into the movie. It was that's also like, shown in the background in Smokey the Bandit 1. Like, that's an insane thing to do. Like, I understand that they were going to destroy it, but like, that's a huge thing to undertake and shoot of watching this <laughs> fucking roller coaster get destroyed. That was such a crazy scene. Yeah. Like they with this movie, they like, yeah, they had a bigger budget, but it's like, let's just what can we do with? Uh, I don't think nobody wants to watch a point a, point A to point B type movie. How what can we do to be different this time? I got it. We're do a 
a Thunderdome in the desert. We're going to destroy a roller coaster. We're going to drop literally manure from the ground, from the sky. And it's like, I would have been okay with a point A to point B all over again. Well, I mean, that's what it was. They just put a bunch of bells and whistles on it. I don't like the bells and whistles for this one. (laughs) Like, that's what... Yeah, I don't know. That's why this movie's weird to me because I don't. If they were really just gonna do another like drive a thing from a place to a place movie, like they shouldn't have made it. But they like put more effort into the bells and whistles than the A to B plot. <laughs> so it's like I don't know. I almost feel like if they'd been separate movies, like not actually attached. Yeah. Like if you didn't come into the second one expecting the first Smokey and the Bandit, I think you would have. Like we could have had more. Like this could have been an all timer great bad movie but like there's just there's still that level of attachment of like i was looking for like Smokey and the bandit and this (laughs) i got more like fucking naked gun type movie and it just wasn't what i was like expecting like i wish they would they could have incorporated the mountie still and like done the boston clam chowder plot but they had to like go further north for some reason and end up in canada like they should have done a canadian (laughs) canadian Smokey and the bandit I am kind of bummed that we just didn't like go for the clam chowder instead. Like yeah. we went to this whole thing. It would have been so yeah. much more fun had it just been like a direct sequel to two, like, like the, moments later. Like would, the, the first shot of the movie is them driving away from Buford T. Justice at the end of one. <laughs> do, do you guys think that this movie, you can watch this movie without watching the first one and you'd be like, yep, yeah, I get the gist of this movie, like this franchise. Like if, and you know how it's like you can watch Terminator 2 without watching Terminator yeah. 1? Can you do the same thing with Smokey here? Like, can you watch the sequel without knowing, not needing to watch the first one? That'd be bizarre as hell. <laughs> I think you could. I think you, you could. You would, ex- you would think that the series was a more heavy comedy. Yeah. Than I think you first- could. Because the first movie is very like dry comedy mm-hmm. comparative to like this one, which is very like <laughs> wet. It's very wet. <laughs> yeah. Slapstick comedy clown noises. Backflip. Like they're at a they're at a concert they're at the you know the Don Williams concert and then he's like I'm writing a poem let me see what it is and then <laughs> looks at the poem and it's just him how can we cradle a pregnant elephant in a van so we can get it to you know back in time oh Dude, that the, bandit he's so stubborn we're forgetting the celebrity of this movie where they went to the fucking football game and like bandits known by the fucking Pittsburgh st- like I don't think Terry- it's quite as obvious watching this movie, but like Terry Bradshaw and Mean Joe Green are like they those are stars at this point. <laughs> yes. That they and were Terry yeah. Bradshaw already looks like old Terry Bradshaw, That's which funny. was a little jarring. A little bit. Yeah. But like that scene was so fucking funny. Watching Mean Joe Green be like, fuck you, Sheriff, and flip that car. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um hey, flip that car, tackle that car. <laughs> but like that would be like nowadays they drive up and it's like tom brady yeah and yeah like who would be like the big heavy guy to flip the car gronk just because it's gronk (laughs) yeah yeah that could work that would make sense yeah well i i don't i i'm i'm trying to think of like a defensive player but there's not really it'd be the guy for the it'd probably it'd be the guy for the rams what's his name donald Oh, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donalds. Like he yeah. would be like that mean Joe Green type guy because he's like the big guy who can do everything. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Terry Bradshaw looked just like Terry Bradshaw, and it's just like, oh, I'm yeah. like Terry Bradshaw, this is 50 years ago. Why do you look the same as you do now, you old bastard? This movie kind of had speaking the cameos kind of just made me think about it. This movie was sort of like Austin Powers, like kind of style comedy. <laughs> like it was just like joke to joke, like joke set piece to joke set piece to joke set piece. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. They did they did the line, you know, Cletus talks about how Don Williams is his second favorite country singer so so the assumption is that his favorite country singer is jerry reed <laughs> dude and the fucking bandit i caught like fourth wall break this time was so much more blatant and like i hated it but kind of liked it at the same time where like he just looked straight at the camera and goes yeah she still loves me <laughs> i don't even remember that that's funny <laughs> Oh, um, bandit. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys want to know? I would say, well, uh, I'll, do you guys? So, there is a Smoking the Bandit 3. It's just hard to find, and we just can't find it. Um, do you guys want to know the, the lore about that guy? I, I do want to know the premise. I want to know, like, what the hook of that movie is. Sure, why not? Okay. So, Big Enos and Little Enos. Offer Sheriff Buford T. Justice a wager of two hundred fifty thousand uh, to transport a stuck fish from Florida to Texas. So it's again another hey, how do we do it? But originally the idea was Jackie Gleason to be the bandit and justice. Oh my god, that would have been so amazingly terrible so so they filmed they filmed it like they have there are shot there's like a photo of gleason as the bandit but <laughs> um burt reynolds does not return to this franchise so what do they do they have jerry reed dress up like the bandit because he's the new bandit oh my and he wear he has a mustache he has the red Button up and a cowboy hat, so he's dressed like the bandit. Amazing. So the but yeah, so Burt Reynolds does make a cameo in the movie, like he does, but it, it's end, a, right. But it's a like a um, hallucination type thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's bandit Ugh. scene, bandit. God damn it. Kind of, yeah, but it's four, but it's Jack- four and three quarter stars. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. But the thing is, Jay Reed plays the snowman and the bandit. So it's just that funny thing. Of, again, it's just. So it legitimately, like, I mean, he's not quite wrong with it being because, I mean, let's think about it. In this movie, you had someone play multiple characters. Yeah. And then in the next one, you have someone play multiple characters. So yep. there is Austin Powers came from Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. yeah. But like the whole, but like, yeah, but then, yeah, because the, like, uh, if if you look for um like any lore about smoking the bandit three, it's the initial title. There's a scene of the teaser trailer and it's Jackie Gleason in front of the, the giant American flag. Like, you know, the time has come for me to finally get, you know, <laughs> get rid of this bandit. So I must become the bandit. And then Smokey is the bandit was going to be the third movie. Oh my god. But since that all has failed, they just went, uh, let's just do uh um 
let's just do uh Jackie uh Jerry Reed as the bandit and then, so but yeah the they sh- had to shoot it twice just because of how bad the test audience received because it was confusing so they had to do reshoots for the third one so yeah wow. um there there's uh, smoking the man at 3 um is 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 Frederico in it oh uh, oh um Don Delores I hope so. I think he is in it, actually. Yes, I'll probably try to watch it if that's the case. <laughs> well, I mean, someday we'll have to find it and hook back to this. <laughs> yeah, to finish yeah. the franchise. Finish you the can't fight. leave a franchise unfinished. That's not who we are as people. This is who we it's are. It's just literally impossible how to actually finish it right now. <laughs> so people that are in the movie are from the original cast. It's the Enoses, uh, Jerry Reed, Gleason, Jr., Junior's back. <laughs> yeah. I want to say Don DeLores is in the movie, but I don't think so. Maybe not. But, yeah. um, Yeah, he's not in the other one. But, you know. What can we say? Yeah. Smokey is the bandit. I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, couldn't, I couldn't take the Don DeLores character serious in this movie. Um, I don't think you're supposed to. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah, I agree. But I, uh. the 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 gyne- the the gynecologist joke. That's like my takeaway. I think. <laughs> I'm a, the most yeah. famous gynecologist in all of Italy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sally Field called this uh, that this was considered the worst movie she ever did. Yeah, that's fair. Wow. Um. So, uh, in the gas ten, the scene of them getting gas, and so the gas attendant, uh, the guy played the guitar, uh, in part of the dueling banjos and Deliverance. So in my head, I'm like, is this like a Deliverance comment reference? The deliverance here? verse. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was. When did Deliverance come out? I guess I need Nin- to, 1972. Like, so now eight I need years to start. Prior. Is that that's Burt Reynolds, right? Yes. Yep. Is yeah, now apparently I need to watch that. Apparently Burt Reynolds is good. I, we discovered that's it's, my also, First my of all, Burt. I'm offended that you guys just discovered that Burt Reynolds is good. That offends me, and I need <laughs> you guys to know that that offends me. <laughs> no, apparently apparently he's good. Apparently he's good. Yeah, Burt, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds is John a fucking Boyd. man. <laughs> yeah, um but yeah, I, I assume that whole scene is just like a deliverance reference there and the banjo playing on the on the you know radio and stuff. I'm like, this has to be a deliverance reference. <laughs> um but yeah, like the movie the, to me this movie had a lot of funny jokes, but it's just like drastic drop from the original. Um yeah, you was, guys want? Oh, what, Keith? Oh no, I'm just gonna. It's just. I was just gonna continue to say how unnecessary this movie was. It really <laughs> was, yeah. Uh, it's like this. These are one of those movies like that. The stars didn't even want to be there. They're just like, well, it's a cash grab here. <laughs> uh, you guys want to take a guess at what the budget was for this movie? Seven million. Fourteen. So the original movie was a whopping four point three million. This one was seventeen million dollars. Holy 
that's a huge jump. Yikes. Man, a lot of that went to that desert <laughs> sequence. <laughs> and probably a couple well, million went to Reynolds. Planes. Oh, I, I was going to have a joke slash observation earlier that I'm surprised this wasn't remade in like 2009 with like Dax Shepard or something in it. Or like... Are you Someone... just thinking like without a paddle? That's all you're just thinking of? <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of what that's basically. Yeah, just with, with, like the without a paddle or like, yeah, or shit, Ashton Kutcher could play the bandit. <laughs> Man, Keith, you're saying things that I'd kind of be okay with. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix wasn't the one made. God damn it. Is that why this is on Netflix? Netflix is going to make a new Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, starring Ashton Kutcher and uh, like the Denarius lady. She'll probably no, be a it'll frog. It'll be Mila Kunis will play the fucking yeah. frog character because they're married in real life. <laughs> so, who would be the cop? John Goodman, maybe. <laughs> no, because John Goodman's too old to play. Yeah, he's that too old. Now. Um. So, in October of 2020, a Smoking the Bandit TV series was revealed to be in development with the plot written by David Gordon Green. Um, I believe he is. Um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, she uh, would. Okay, uh, that could work. <laughs> that actually gross. could work. Gross. Uh, David Gordon Green is the director of the more the three more recent Halloween movies. Um, and Danny McBride. Forty years going, ago today, <laughs> was going to be a Danny producer. Danny McBride could work as fucking. Sheriff Justice T. Buford. I said that backwards. Uh, Danny McBride and Seth MacFarlane were going to be producers on this TV show, but it was three years ago. So at the moment, it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. So (laughs) I just, I don't know who that would be for. Like the people who like actually like loved Spokey and the Bandit in its prime, like aren't going to be fully capable of even like watching or understanding how to watch TV nowadays. So like, who would that be for? A Danny McBride verse style of Smoking the Bandit would be good. Just like the, the, it would lean more into Smoking the Bandit two than Smoking the Bandit one. Well, the Danny, I mean, the his last few series were like pretty serious ish. Righteous <laughs> Gemstones was serious. Gemstones. Well, it was no, it was that was pretty wacky. But like, I think that style, I think that like mood would fit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess they do uh, kill people like in the opening yeah. sequence of that movie yeah. or a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Smoking Man at three budget was nine million, and it only earned seven million. So I mean, it, yeah, you didn't have Burt Reynolds in it. Who the fuck's gonna go see Smoking the Bandit without Burt Reynolds? Right. And then we talked about on the last show they did make four made-for-TV spinoff films about Bandit. Um, what starring was Burt Reynolds in those? No, no, no. It was a prequel. Played oh. a younger someone else played a younger version. Yikes! Yeah. Uh, the gross for this film though was sixty six million dollars. They they got so it out just in time. <laughs> still made enough money. Yeah. Um. So for the box office again, it's one of those hard ones to find. Um. But uh, I found the top three for August fifteenth through the seventeenth of nineteen eighty. Um. Coming in at number three with $63,000 is Those Lips, Those Eyes. Is that a porn? No, I don't know. <laughs> Question mark? Um, it's, a rom- it's, a, it, it's, it's a rom-com. 
and something to do with the 1950s. Man, Frank looked jealous in it. Okay, you guys, want to know what's fucking gonna hurt your hearts right now? Is that an equivalent movie today doing something like that would be in the 1990s? I know. Nah, that's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I'm all for it. Um, number two in its twelfth week with four point three million Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. What the fuck? Why are smoking the bandit and Star Wars on the same production schedule? Well, trying try to tell him what, trying to have him do what can't be done. <laughs> Beat the Empire. That's true. <laughs> yeah, and then number one, it's smoking the bandit two with ten million dollars. They should do a smoking the bandit in space. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, guys, we're missing the clear like answer here of who should play Smokey nowadays. It's clearly Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. I don't know if he can grow the mustache. That's just kind of what he does. Like that's, that's what Fast and Furious movies are. <laughs> yeah, in a way. <laughs> uh, ratings: IMDb gave this a five point two out of ten. Ron uh, Ron Tomato critics gave this a twenty nine, and audience gave this a forty three. Uh, before we glaze them, we're going to be ranking some stuff. We're doing best car stunt, best 10-100, the birdie, and then overall movie. Hold on. Let me get my Ebert in. He, he actually oh, yeah, reviewed this one. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, he saw it. A real live and living Roger Ebert, August 22nd, 1980. One out of four stars. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There is no need for this movie. That's true of most sequels, but it's especially true of Smokey and the Bandit 2, which is basically just the original movie done again. But not as well. <laughs> that's that's kind of it. Fucking true, but harsh. Yeah, harsh but true. Um. So let's do a uh, best car stunt. Uh, for the first one, we did the um car jump. God, there's. I like the the zipper merge. All the cars did coming off the hill. That's that good. Was- I like cool. the driving across the fucking trucks. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. They probably actually did that. <laughs> so we're just going to say driving across the trucks just because. Dude, and it can not be argued that the car stunts were actually better. And like, it's not a better movie, but the car stunts were probably better in this movie. Oh, way better. Yeah. Yeah. So two beats one in something. Yep. yep. I've got my birdie. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're doing the best 10 100. Right, the best 10 100. God, there wasn't really a great 10 100 in this no. one. Uh, we have uh, Ricky put, putting him uh, in a rocking chair. And then uh, Joe, myself, I'm Joe, and Keith uh, both agreed on uh, bikers getting, getting ran over. Their bikes getting ran over. What are the there's like not much for truck moments in this? I'm trying to. I mean, I guess it would just be like the truck showing up at the end, right? Them all yeah, driving that's single file and then like flying yeah. out. Yep, okay. that's it. Truck single file. Uh, yeah, what is the truck line? Yeah. What is the birdie? For backflip. me, oh, <laughs> sorry, backflip is good. To me, it's just that Trans Am jacket from the whole film that had Trans Am on one side <laughs> and Bandit on the other. That that's, that screams. Badass Burt Reynolds to me through the whole film. Yeah, it was pretty badass. Was uh, pretty good. I, I'm with Rick with the jacket because okay. how can you be an egotistic bastard have a jacket that says Bandit across? It's like having a Budweiser, <laughs> you know. Like, hey, 
That's my name. Is what they call me. <laughs> oh, you know, what we haven't talked about it all. Is that they gave the car a name in this one that totally did not exist in the first one. Because it was a new car. Because he sold it for right. But he was he yeah. called the first one. He's like, I can't believe I can't. I can't even remember what the fucking car was <laughs> yeah. called now. But like, it had a name. No, it was like Tripper or Zipper or something. Oh, we had a Zipper joke. No. But yeah, it had a name and it totally did not have a name in the first one. And they're like, oh, I can't believe I gave up. Fine, we'll stick with Bertha. They're like, oh, we got a fucking treat for you. First of all, you're not trading in that shit box that she stole from Junior to drive to fucking wherever they were to then get that brand new Trans Am. (laughs) To then also have time for it to put fucking Bandit on like the pilot side. Yep. Um, and movie one, two. (laughs) I Uh, I I watch, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm never watching Smoking the Bandit 2 again. I will watch Smoking the Bandit 1 again, but oh, yeah, especially if it just like if it pops up on Netflix on like the hey, maybe check this one out. Like, yeah, that'd be pretty, that'd be an easy click. (laughs) Um, they got 10 cars this time to use, and so the four they were able to, and the Uh, one before it. I hope Bert got his car. He didn't. God damn it, fucking Pontiac. This is why you failed as a company. Yeah. Not the Aztec, because you stiffed Burt Reynolds a fucking Trans Am. Oh, I forgot about the Aztec. I, those things are so weird. <laughs> so let's uh, glaze some stars. Well, if I keep it on the ground when I put that glaze down. Then I'll be Texas bound and flying. I've got my glaze in the wind, letting it all hang out again. Cause how are you going to win if you ain't trying? Wow. That was, that. that's fucking track one, side one. There it is. <laughs> so what do you guys, that's all I need. What's your, what's your, what's your glazing? It's not bad enough to be below a two for me, but it's not good enough to be above anything higher than a two. So it's a two. <laughs> so the the fact that this movie did it felt like I don't want to quite use the word cynical. I don't think it's quite there. But like, man, this really didn't need to happen. So that's knocking it down pretty far for me. And like the romance plot was kind of like immature and like half <laughs> fucking like half cooked. And uh but the jokes were hitting for me, like the the different the Buford brothers, the Italian gynecologist, and the elephant. Lots of lots of good gags. So that gave it two, uh, oh, two and three quarters. Wow. Um, I was coming in at a one and a half, but just talking about the jokes, or I'll give it a. One and three quarters. I don't think it, I don't think it does. A, a, it gets a two. And I'll say this: it was putting me to sleep. Like I had to move around, <laughs> and I don't like when movies make me move around. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, I got a couple rounds of Marvel Snap in while I was watching this. Yeah. So that brings Smoking the Bandit two in at a two point one seven. Uh, so stays out of our bottom five of the year. It gives the overall franchise a 2.96. 
Which, boys, that officially means that Smokey and the Bandit, currently, because we still have the third one to try and find and watch at some point, is our highest rated movie of our franchise of 2023. Sick. <laughs> Trusting it. Um, pre-glazed, by the way, um, myself and Rick gave this a three. And then Keith, two and a half. <laughs> you rated it higher than what you thought it was going to be. What the hell? That's funny. Well, the, I wasn't expecting. Well, he got the. Time. He liked. He liked the poop. Uh, poop jokes. Yeah, the poop jokes and just the, just the carrot, this like obnoxious Italian caricature, just did it yeah. for me. <laughs> I just, I really wanted to like stress that Smoking the Bandit is a higher rated franchise for us than Blade, Cloverfield. Terminator and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. <laughs> now, great, I agree because... all those, but Terminator. Yeah, but Joe, you got to remember Terminator after Genesis. The first yeah, yeah, Genesis is probably a. That's the Fast and Furious two of twenty twenty three. I'll watch Genesis <laughs> over uh, two any Smoky two any day. So, all right, so this brings an end to the Smoky and the Bandit franchise for now. Joe, it's your to... turn. I know, hey. you know. I'd have to wait six months again. I know. We're really flying through franchises. this Actually, year. Actually, uh, a, a movie came up that we're going to have to sneak in before Joe gets I to know, go. of course. <laughs> so, you know, picking a franchise is always seems like fun and like good at, like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to pick this movie. But what if, uh, you know, like you want to be that, you know, <laughs> how many movies? We just did a six movie. So I'm like, I want to stick around two to three. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to do it too. Do I do I want to be out of the box and kind of do, you know, a movie that's in theaters and then original, who knows, or do something that's not even a franchise, but they're just comparable in the movie style. So, you know, for that one, I got to discuss with you guys. And so I got, I, I panicked and I just went with all, <laughs> you know, I was freaking out running around the house. I mean, Jesus Christ. This is, I don't need a monologue. Just tell me what movie we're watching. Although, no, it's a big deal. Like, you gotta it's a big watch, deal. Watch, uh, watch, you're just stuck watching a movie <laughs> per week of the same fucking story. <laughs> yeah, picking a movie franchise is, you know, it is, you know, heart. It's just like, I don't know. But, you know, and I, one other, I'll keep diatribing here. You know, we try to pick the varieties of movies like, hey, it's comedy, action, horror, sci-fi, or, you know, what type of genre we want. So I know Keith's next, so that's going to be probably 99.8% is going to be a horror franchise in some fashion. Nope. Um, I, I will hold <laughs> you to that. No, I don't know. It might be. <laughs> so, and I'm like, you know what? I just want some slapstick comedy. So we're doing a comedy franchise. Only has two movies. We're starting it off with 2004. Oh, I know what it is. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're doing the Anchorman franchise as we're starting oh. off with Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Man, just the most like job site ass quoted movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be interested because it's been a minute since I've watched Anchorman. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how it has aged. <laughs> I'm yeah. excited for the, 
Yeah, we got boner yeah. jokes. Boner jokes, pant store. Um, yeah. You know, question marks. I mean, dogs. still one of my most quoted quotes of all time. 63% yeah. of the time, the time it, works. Yeah. it works. Every time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is like probably this is this big Lebowski and Super Troopers, I think, are the yeah. most like job site quoted movies. It <laughs> yeah. smells like Bigfoot's dick. Yeah. Yep. So uh yep. Start so I was I panicked, but I'm like, you know what? Let's stick with it. We're doing Anchorman. So next week here on Fake Movie Experts, Anchorman, the legend of Ron Burgundy. Oh, I'm excited to do two because I remember I liked it. I watched much. two. I did two. <laughs> I watched two in a double feature. I just remember so. two was okay. It didn't deserve yeah. the hate it got, yeah. but it's still not anywhere near one. Yeah. So, um, yep. Next week here, Anchorman. Uh, you can go to nocellentertainment.com. That's right, nocellentertainment.com. We can find all the things that we do for you. Uh, you can find us on the social medias on the Instagram, the Twitter, and the Facebook at No Entertainment or No So ENT. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, are we ever going to deal with the fact that Keith killed a man? <laughs> <laughs>